This is the MLW Radio Network. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening and good night. My name is Thomas and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah. yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. We right. shared a room. thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go maybe? way back, mate. Yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do, we do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Brocast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. Okay, yeah, hey, the ending. Hey, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy Blackheart, the head honcho off the top roast podcast. If you love independent and professional wrestling and like all the juicy gossip of the wrestling industry, then look no further than here. OTTR headquarters. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitch, and Facebook groups, and whatever it is you get your podcast from with our with our latest last week of wrestling, after darts, under bosses hard taste, and now our new upcoming trivia game show wrestling every coming soon so if you like what you see you love professional wrestling you love independent wrestling you love everything about wrestling just yourself give us a tune you know you will not regret it blackheart out All right, guys, welcome to another episode of Future Stars Now. My name is Mike Freeland. I'm excited, as can be, to be joining a, uh, a brand tag, brand new tag team that we haven't had before here on the show. Excited, excited. This is uh, our first time talking. This is the main event. How are you guys doing? Hey, man, first of all, it's a pleasure to be on here, so thank you for having us. Hell yeah. And um, I think we're doing all right. I think, um, you know... Just saving this energy up for this weekend. We have a, a, a long trip ahead of us this weekend. Big loop, big loop. We are going to get into all of that, and there's so many things I want to talk to you guys about. Um, but for everybody joining us who may be learning about the main event for the first time, let me tell you a little bit of a write-up here. They are a part of the House of Glory. We have Midas Black and Jay Lyon, great talented tag team right here. They've been all over. They've won gold before, and they're going to continue to win more gold as one of the most dominant tag teams out there on the circuit today. Uh, the team is led by ringleader Midas Black and the powerful, and I use the word agile as well, Jay Lyon. Uh, guys, so fun to talk to tag teams because there's so many stories that you can do and interviews you can do with tag teams that you don't necessarily get to do with just individuals. 
were you both huge wrestling fans when you were growing up as kids? Or was it something that you kind of uh, stumbled into later on in life? Kind of what was the, the genesis of your fanhood? We're from New York. We're from NYC, baby. I'm from the Bronx, and he's from uh, Harlem. Oh, my gosh. All right. Wow. NYC. Other than that, everything was great. I just wanted, before we dove into everything, I was like, NYC. We got to rep NYC. Absolutely. But we do have love for Hazleton. Of course. We did do We we grew up there in wrestling. Yeah, for sure. Hazleton. That's when we got our first big break at at PPW. Um, Pennsylvania Premier Wrestling. That's in Hazleton. Shout out to Tony and Paul, Scott, and the gang. So it, it's it, it. We're not surprised that people thought we were from Hazleton because we we would classify as Pennsylvania talent sometimes. Mm-hmm. But I'm you guys like, are from the the mean streets in New York City, my friend. I tell you what, you know what the old phrase: if you can make it New York, baby, you could make it anywhere. Anywhere. That's uh, the truth. Yeah. But um, going back to that line, he asked if we were big wrestling fans oh, growing up. So major, major, <laughs> bro. Yeah, like absolutely. Like we're we're like we probably started around like the end of the Attitude Era, and like we're straight up ruthless aggression babies. Like, yeah. and I, it's it's just funny because like it's funny how wrestling works and life works in general. But like, uh, me and him have been in the same place twice before we actually met. Actually, three Whoa. times before we yeah. actually met. We, um, we were at WrestleMania 24 together. Didn't even know it. We were at WrestleMania 29 together. Didn't even know it. And we were in the same school together. Yeah, we went to the didn't same undergrad. Yeah, we did not even know each other yet. Yeah. Wow. It's almost interesting when you hear something like that because it's almost like it's meant to be. If you were with one another at one place, yeah, there might be some coincidental here, but the powers that be are wanting yeah. you to to form this this powerful tag team and uh they're saying nope we got to keep putting them together until this thing works i also think they did it at the right time like i feel like if we met any earlier um i don't like if i feel like if we met in school i don't know if this would have worked as a tag team just because it was easier to do it getting to know each other yeah we're- versus us knowing each other already, like we're gonna be like, oh, he'll be cool for because he's already. This is how we are, but we had to learn to build not just a tag team, but this friendship and this bond from the ground up. And I'm very grateful for the timing, like the timing in the life and the powers that be for giving me this man. Because same, you know, same, same. aside from it being a powerful tag team, like it's a powerful friendship too. And I think that's why this tag team. Um, I think that's why we we propel ourselves forward so much yeah even when we have our like own differences like anybody else like we're always on the same page and that really separates us from like a lot of other tag teams out there not that you know not that other tag teams are on the same page but we have a certain dynamic that others don't have it's really unique so like i'm super grateful for it yeah that makes complete sense i mean i think in anything to be successful there has to be a certain level of synergy between the people working together and if you don't click, then then things aren't going to work from the get-go. But it seems like what you said before, the genesis of the tag team itself was kind of like, hey, this needed to happen in this specific order because it kind of led to this, this, and this. And it allowed us to become who we are today. And if it was done in any other way or order, uh, we might not be where we are. And so I think giving credit to time and the cosmos and the wrestling gods uh, shined down upon you guys and said, you know what? We need to make this thing happen. Absolutely. 
very, very lucky and blessed, man. That's all I could ever. That's all I ever say. Like, just lucky and blessed. So you had mentioned like the Attitude Era, and you know you mentioned being at different WrestleManias and whatnot. Was this something that both of you had like a burning desire inside you to do, or was it something that at one point in time you thought, yeah, I think I could do this. I'm you know athletic. I mean, there's there's attributes that I have that would translate well into wrestling, or was it like? No, without a shadow of a doubt, this is what I want to pursue to see if it could work. I mean, it's um for me, I didn't really ever think I could cut it, to be honest with you. Um, so like I just did it for fun because I had nothing to do. I was a I was um unemployed and I just went to a local gym. It was kind of like to help, um, give me something to do during like a depressive phase of my life. And then like I had I had this martial arts background as a kid, and it all started waking back up. I'm like, oh, man, yeah, this feels right. You know, I always loved it as a kid, but, you know, like the whole steroid scandals and the idea of what a pro wrestler should be, I never really saw myself as being able to do it other than just for fun in a local gym. Sure. And then, you know, like you said, powers that be, we end up, I end up going to House of Glory, meeting this fella right here. And, you know, we hit it off so well, like so well, super well. We weren't even really tagging at first. It was kind of like a tournament that Red made up. And uh, it was just for fun. And we're like, damn, you know, like, this is really fun. Like, Let's do this. Like, for real, for real, though. And, you know, rest is history. For me, um, I definitely, like, since I say six years old, I, I knew I wanted to do this. Um, I, I, I fell in love with this off first sight. Like, just looking at it, I was like, wow, this is something cool. And then, you know, we have friends that throughout the years, like, we grow out of things. And all my friends grew out of wrestling. And I was still in love with wrestling. Like, I would choose to stay inside, then go out on a Friday night to watch SmackDown. Something, yeah. whatever, whatever wrestling is on, <laughs> Same. I'm going to stay home and watch it. And then as I got older, it was kind of like, I want to do this. I want to do this. I need to do this. I need to do this. And then... Um, my number one thing is, you know, wrestling to me is, it saved me because who's to say, like, I have friends that, that grew up in the streets and they're good people, but sometimes they get into bad things mm -hmm. and who's to say that I wouldn't be caught up in bad things. If, if I didn't stay focused, I knew I wanted to give people the feeling that wrestling gave me, which is security and just being able to put a smile on someone's face and you never know what people are going through. And it'd be those, those moments that we, we hold on to that keep us going in life. And I want to be able to inspire people that feel like, Oh, I can't do this. or I'm such a loser that, and no, you are what you want to be. And if you want to be a star, then baby, go be a star. Like, Oh yeah. No, I think that's so well said. I mean, you know, no matter how we're kind of brought into this wrestling universe, whether fanhood or, you know, chance coincidence that led us into this and then it just kind of sparks your fire, it it makes you really appreciate what wrestling brings. And it's not, I think you both would agree, it, it's not just the fans, but I think there's a lot of it when you look at yourself, it brings out the best in who you are. It brings out the attributes that you want other people to see. And it's uh, it's it's this weird feeling of, you know what, I'm the person who I want to be now because of pro wrestling. And I think people yes. who aren't in wrestling don't get that, 
But those of you who are in wrestling, you understand that it's like, yeah, you know what? It's it's like just peeling back the layers here. And this is truly, truly who I am. And, and I was waiting for this day to happen. And it, it's almost like the caterpillar and the butterfly thing. It's also the ones that take it serious, though. Yeah. Because the ones that don't take it serious, there's no growth. But wrestling for me, you know, having him as a friend, meeting the other friends that I've met in training, having the amazing Red as a trainer. Yeah, it's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. It's not just a man that just comes in and tells me what to do for no reason and takes my money. This man tells me what to do, tells me why we do the things we do, and he has my best interest not only as a wrestler but as a human being. Yeah, because and and these are I'm sorry. No, I'm no, sorry, do you think, do you think, do you think. Um, these are bonds that we make. These are the gifts that wrestling give us. The the bonds, the lifelong lasting friendships that turn into families and and all that that comes with it. You're only gonna get that if you take this serious. Um, but I agree with everything you said. Mm-hmm. You I don't know. Yeah, no. that's that's it. I mean, especially when you get a chance to, and I think you probably know this and you guys probably have talked to people before. Um, when you decide to go into wrestling and decide to find a trainer, man, there's a lot of shysters. I mean, let's just be honest. There's a lot of people out there who you don't really know who you can trust. And especially with your body and you're trusting them with your body and and to to work with you on these things. But I think universally, uh, and that's the big word, the amazing red is one of the most respected, talented, gifted decades, way ahead of his time. The way he understands things. Um, Mikey uh, Whipwreck had always told me, he goes, I could not be more proud of another human being than I am Red. He goes, he he's part of me. And he is such a wonderful human being. And I think you you mentioned that before. It's just... You find these people in wrestling that it goes beyond headlock and lockup and this hold and that hold and, you know, work the hard camera. It's, man, this person has actually helped me in my personal life just really cultivate who I am. And I think that's awesome. Um, So let me ask you, so how did you guys first hear about, um, you know, the House of Glory? Let's kind of start with that. How did that all come about? Um, also different for us too yeah man i I got there first um and for me it actually started with my i had a previous tag partner before him and this guy was my best friend he's still my best friend in life um we we went to um schools like five blocks away from each other but knew each other since sixth grade and we talked about wrestling and he's like yo i'm like where can we go and he's like oh i don't know there's a place called house of glory you know, uh, the trainer's Amazing Red. And, of course, me fanboying. I'm like, oh, Amazing Red, I love him. I love him. <laughs> <laughs> and when I visited the school, I just had this feeling that it was for me. I just had this feeling, and I was like, trust your gut and trust the process. And thank God I did because the greatest decision I've ever made in life, aside from my daughter, that's the greatest decision I've ever made. Yeah. I agree. Ava Grace is a cutie. (laughs) Shout out to Ava. Um, Now, so yeah, for me, I always knew about House of Glory. I just never really had, like, I never, like I said, I never thought I could do it. Um, And I've been an amazing Red fan since, like, 2005, honestly. Like, I think I remember going down to Orlando 
you know, at the impact zone too, like a few times and just watching because it's free wrestling. You got to wait online for hours though, but that was, that was free wrestling and it was great. Um, but house of glory, um, again, the best decision I ever made. Amazing red is legitimately like our dad. Like we go to him for everything wrestling wise. Like he's our mentor, our dad, and there's nobody out there in this business like him. Like, Nobody like I don't. People care, but I don't know. Not like this guy. Yeah. Not like this guy. Uh-oh. He cares too much sometimes. Yeah. You know, it's like, Red, you your heart is so big. Like, he's the man. I have nothing. I'll never have anything bad to say about him. I'll never let anyone talk bad about him. And like, just to like, the fact that he gives us these life lessons that Mikey passed on to him, like that's that's that shows love. testament. Like, yeah. That's testament. And we love Mikey. Like, that's our grandfather. Like, Red does not let us not hear a story about Mikey. But every Mikey story is like, wow. Like, that's awesome to hear the, the way him and his trainer was. And to know that it's something similar to this. Yeah, you don't you don't typically find that. Like, I've known Mikey for, for a number of years now. And the one thing that I have taken away from Mikey is there's a fray, you know, everyone says, you know, they'll give you the shirt off their back. And when I got to start hanging out with Mikey and Jerry Lynn and getting to know them, it's, it's true. He's about as humble as it comes. He's an amazing dad. Um, He jokes a lot, but the thing about Mikey is deep down inside um, he'll do anything for you. And I think that my wife and I were, were struggling at one point in time and, he kind of picked up on that with my demeanor and said, what can I do? How can I help you out? And it's like for somebody to just pick up on small nuances and just wanting to know if they could help it, it goes beyond just a friendship and it becomes a mentorship and it shows someone's true colors. And um, how do you put that into words? And it seems like it's the same way with red. Like how do you put into words what someone has done for you? Um, you almost feel like you can never repay somebody back completely. You just want to continue to make them proud and 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 keep striving each and every day to do that. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, 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 what you said is true. Like you just can't put into words. You just keep finding the words and keep talking and talking because it's never enough. It's just never enough. So you, so you guys, you guys didn't get there exactly at the same time. But let me let me first throw this one out here. What was it like when you first started training? We, we've heard different stories from different people where it's, oh, well, they, they hit you with cardio. Um, you got to do so many squats or so many lunges and this and that before you even touch the ring. Was there a period of time where it was just conditioning and doing different things? And then how long was it before you guys actually got to step between the ropes? <laughs> um. Honestly, for me, it took me maybe about four months, three months before I got in the ring. And it was just straight basics. Straight basics. Do your basics. Do your lockups. Do your rolls. You don't step foot in that ring until you get your your, your chaining and everything somewhat crisp. But you're not going to skip the basics. And it was basics. Then they threw in the cardio. But it was basics first. And that's all they cared about. If you couldn't do nothing basic... Like, don't even think about getting in that ring. Um, <laughs> I got really lucky. Uh, <laughs> that was not my case. Um, <laughs> there's I'm always that one. 
there's always that one person in the group who's like, yeah, uh, yeah I last, started day one. <laughs> yeah, literally uh, day one I was in the ring because um, I had trained in another place for like a month and a half. But like I said, I had a martial arts background, so I picked up on all the basics really, really fast. Red thought I was a worker, like one of those shitty workers. And <laughs> he's like, yeah, I'm going to fix this kid up. So he thought I was working. Like, I never had touched a ring, never performed in front of anybody. Like, I told myself I want House of Glory to be my first show, period, like ever. And, um, you know, um, so I kind of got to bypass all of that. I'm sorry, Red. <laughs> but, he, but, you know, it, I, I earned it, though, in my own way because I kept up. So no, he definitely did. So, you know. And I always stayed humble, and I was never one of those people trying to be like, you know, oh, yeah, I'm an advanced student, you know, my first week. No, like, I'm there to learn. I'm there for myself. I'm there to be better than the wrestler and the man that I was the day before. So that's why, you know, I progressed the way that I did. Thank God, you know, and thank Red. Jay, let me ask you this question. I mean, you're you're a big dude. How is training differently? Um, is there anything necessarily differently when it comes to move sets or whatnot when you're training and learning things being, you know, some people are, are, are more, more slender and whatnot. Not, gosh, that's not even good because you know what I'm trying to say. You're a bigger I dude. I get what you mean. Yes. Uh, how, does, yeah. how does that work? I mean, are, are you told this is typically not move sets for a big dude? Or is it one of those things where it's like, hey, we're all going to go through this, and then you kind of find out what what curtails for you because your arms are huge, and it's just like uh, I I'm impressed. I mean, with your physique. So what? How does that work out? Do you you pick certain things, or do they say, you know what, these things are kind of not considered big man moves? Like yeah. So when it comes to like move sets and whatnot, when you're training, are you initially told, you know, hey, big guys here? you know, high flyers or is the way red kind of taught you was kind of this universal way of doing the fundamentals and the basics. And then from there, you just kind of build up your repertoire, what you feel comfortable doing. That's exactly what it is. So like, um, he'd have during like moves class, like just a whole bunch of moves for all of us to try out. Um, and from there, it's kind of like, it's really up to us because it's our own creative freedom and who we are. He never really even thought that I could do that stuff. Like the stuff that I do, he didn't know. Cause like I said, basic training matches, I wouldn't do lion salts. I wouldn't do, um, handspring and Zaguri or any kicks that I do because I was nervous cause I want to do really, really well. So I stuck to what I really knew and it was more power based stuff. Sure. Um, but then I would on my own practice the the more like cruiserweight type moves like quietly and then when i felt like it was time to break it out i would like i didn't do a lion saw until my first match at like house of glory i didn't do like that handspring and zaguri till like that first match like a lot of things i was just back pocketing and i was just also just watching wrestling so like my inspiration is mm -hmm. jeff cobb samoa joe you know uh ray mysterio because i love lucha you know eddie guerrero so i would watch wrestling and think "Ooh, okay like what could i do that makes me stand out with the agility that I have. And also like, how could I make my own moveset off of this? Cause a lot of the moves that we have, we pride ourselves on having a completely different moveset versus everybody else. Where we, we're the greatest show in professional wrestling because we really pride ourselves on putting on that show, putting on something that is so different and unique to the casual fans eye that when they see us, they're like, wow, holy crap. I've never seen anything like that before. How can we stand out? How can we stay original? And um, even going back to, like, what you said about, like, the big men and class, like, Red 
Red believes that no matter what your size is, you can do everything. Yeah, to be a pro wrestler, you have to be athletic. You have to be athletic, and you have to be able to do everything. Mm -hmm. So if you can't do it, you know, sometimes it's all right because sometimes there's it's just not physically yeah. possible for people. Yeah, but the way, the, yeah, exactly, and but you you learned that a big man like know how to do a cartwheel, know how to run the ropes, know how to throw a drop kick, know how to do a drop kick, know how to jump up for a leapfrog. Not to drop down for a leapfrog and get up quick, like little things like that. Yeah. Those basics, red doesn't doesn't hold anyone like, oh, it's okay. Everybody's like, no, at everyone, the same everyone standard. Everyone can yeah. do it, and everyone has the same standard. Wow, it's so interesting when you say like Samoa Joe and Jeff Cobb, and I'm a huge fan of Jeff and what he's done over in Japan and the Matanza uh, with um, yeah. Lucha Underground, which I I just I loved it. It was great. Um, yeah. So. What about you, my friend? Is there anybody you model yourself after? Is there anybody that you – everybody's got that person in the back of their mind. They're like, yeah, I kind of I have that I feel, I, that vibe. I don't know if I emulate these people, but, like, I know if it was up to me, like, people I love and I would watch is, like, The Rock, um, Eddie Guerrero, and I'd probably say, I'd probably say The Rock and Eddie by far. Like maybe a little bit of Shelton Benjamin-ish. But I don't know if I emulate these people. But I know like when I sell, I think of The Rock and I think of his selling. When I think of like intensity and fire, I think of Eddie Guerrero. Um, and when I think of like just like basics but making moments or trying to add this athletic like background that i can have at times is Shelton benjamin because he was surprisingly athletic to people even though i don't know why it was a surprise but he was athletic as hell and yeah those no, are i agree things, like I, I guess those would be my inspiration but i don't really know if i emulate these people you had mentioned something that was really important in the fact that i don't know if we see in wrestling selling um, I, I think that is a, it's a fine art, man. I mean, if you can sell, it's so vitally important when you guys watch wrestling. Um, and I know it's, it's a different generation it's a newer generation. Do you feel like when you watch things, you would say, uh, yeah, I, that's not how we were taught like that. You, you could have done a little bit better on that one. Like there's certain fundamentals, like you said before, that your trainer really impresses upon you. Do you ever feel like sometimes that some people that you've come across, not naming names, could definitely benefit from sitting under the learning tree with someone like Red and like, okay, you could be so much better if you had gotten some more of this foundation. I feel like it's a hit or miss. Mm. Like, I feel like it's situational. Yeah. So like, sure. I can meet people like that and I'm like, oh, wow. Like, yeah, if they had this, they'll be so much better. But then wrestling is a flavor for people. So there's people that can get away with certain stuff in wrestling because they look good doing it. And in that aspect, I'm like, you know what? This works for you. So do what you got to do like to make it work. Just make sure you're still getting better along the way. Right. But other than that, like, you know, there's, there's people out there that they're good in aspects and they're, they're bad in certain aspects. We just really try to stay focused on our own lane. Yeah. Like, because if we think like that, then, you know, thinking like that can lead to getting big headed or bitter or bitter. 
Is it either big headed or bitter? Big headed uh, because you feel like you're better than someone, and bitter because you feel like you should you be feel there. Like you should be somewhere or surpassed or that surpassed that point. Right. So we just feel like if we stay in our own lane and and no drama and just like any drama is one sided because we never really give into anything and we've never had that. Thank God for the most part. But you know, it's we stay in our own lane. Everyone should stay in their own lane. Wrestling is not high school. Wrestling is we're trying to get a job. We're adults, and um, that that's all I really can say about yeah. that because wrestling at times can feel like high school. Yeah, and we try to we try our best to check our egos at the door because at the same time you want to have that humility, but you got to know who you are. You know, Absolutely. you have to know who you are. And if you don't have that swag, if you don't have that vibe, if you don't have that confidence, nobody's gonna believe in you if you don't believe in yourself. So we had to learn like the levels of like you know stay humble, but then okay, stay humble, but talk your but talk. talk your talk. If you can back it up, which we can, and we know we can, you know. Have you guys run into anybody else out there wrestling that you you feel like you connect with? Not only on a philosophical standpoint with the way way wrestling you agree should be, but just just smooth, and it's just easy to work with certain people. And man, I can't wait to work with these guys again. Is there a group of people or tag teams that you're like, man, we are just on the same page? Honestly, the whole Northeast now yeah. is on fire, tag team-wise. Um, I feel like that with, you know, people like MSP, Wave and Curls. TME. Um, TME, the other main event. Um, they, um, Brick City Brick Boys. City Boys, too, yeah. Phenomenal. There's, there's even, like, talent that we haven't wrestled that they just, we get it. And that's other talents like Charles Mason and... Um, Nolo Kotano, who's just, you know, he's getting it. But when you talk to these people, they they get it. It's harder to apply it when you're in the ring sometimes, but they get it. And we need more people like that, that it's like, okay, it flows. And then you also see the, the way people are different. So, like, with MSP, we, we see the same thing. But then the creativity side is different. And now how can we make it hold? And then we have it hold because it's just two different, four different flavors all in one. Yeah, I don't think we've ever had a bad match with MSP. Honestly, like, obviously, like, things could have been improved on over the years, like, you know, like, at, with growth. But, like, every time with MSP, is always a vibe, you know. Mm-hmm. No pun intended. Yeah. Let me ask you this. When it comes to the whole you talk about persona and in standing out and being different and you always want to make sure that you make yourself noticeable so by the time the show ends people will say hey you know what i want to go find them the next place they're going to be at or they're going to be back here i need to find out when the event is so i can get my tickets talk about gear talk about you know how do you determine your look or how did you determine this is what we want to do and where do you go about getting stuff? Because I know at the end of the day, it ain't cheap. And uh, no, it's not. but having a look is so cheap, important. Fellas. <laughs> the <circus> ain't cheap. <laughs> um, we we probably spend about eight hundred dollars each for our for our per, stuff per per. Yeah. So like we wow. have four sets of gear right now. Just picture eight hundred times four. That's if like if you really, if right? you really. That's 3, you have to brand yourself. Yeah, you have to. You have to brand yourself. You know, I when I first got out there and when he first got out there, we saw a lot of bad gears. And I'm just thinking to myself, you know, I'm just starting and stuff, but 
I don't want to have bad gear. I want to have good gear because yeah. you look good, you feel good. You want to look like you could be on a video game on a television broadcast. That yes. may make it harder because, you know, back in the day, like, in 2002, it was all about the wrestling. So but it was cool seeing all the, like, you know, the jumpsuits and the tights. It's not like that anymore. It's not. Yeah. It's half of everything. Like, it's your appearance. It's your, your everything. You have to invest in yourself. So, you know, we spend $800 and stuff, but I'll be honest with you, every time I drop those $800, I don't feel hurt. Ever. Like, I know deep down inside, it's hurting my pockets probably. But I know in the long run, we're going to look gold. And you need, any wrestler needs, needs to, they need to look like they belong. They need to look like a star. Yeah, they like, need to stand out. And that all goes in your gear, your character, music. It goes in everything. Like, that's your brand. So I think gear is very important. As far as where we get it, like, we go to Gimmicks, um, Yolanda. She designs our stuff, and then Broly makes the gear. Mm-hmm. Um, this guy named Broly out in Jersey. Yeah, my mask guy is from, I believe, Mexico. I believe he's from Mexico. Yeah, yeah. He got a, a guy from Mexico that makes his mask, but gear is everything. Like, that's everything. When you, when you talk about, you know, it not bothering you to drop the money because it's an investment you're investing in your business this is your you know your craft this is what you do so the more you can invest into it and continue that growth and evolution not only with how you are in the ring but what you wear and how you look you mentioned before it's the total package like you know no pun intended but to be noticed there is a certain element of quote-unquote looking the part and I think you you nailed it right on the head, Jay. I mean, that's just the way it is. And that's really where it boils down to. You got to be committed because you can't just kind of put yourself in halfway because this takes everything and the creativity, the physicality, the demands on your schedule, the demands on your personal life. Um, yeah, but no, I, I think you guys have done it very well. And I think you guys put out an amazing product. And I think that, your wrestling styles complement each other very well. And I think it's definitely something that leaves an impression on an audience after you're done wrestling because it is so different. It, it does stand out from other people. So I think what you guys have been trying to do has definitely paid off and it has definitely at least a less an impression in, in me as well. So uh, I really like where you guys are going. Thank you. Thank, thank you so much. Let me, uh, let me ask you this. It's, we often like to talk about, uh, Traveling in the car. Sometimes we're in the car with other people, and obviously everyone's going to stay nameless. And uh, but let me ask you this: uh, any just funny stories? Like, you know, we were all so tired, but something happened, and we got the giggles, or something happened, or just I couldn't friggin' believe that this happened after the night we had. Holy shit! Fill in the blank. What happens sometimes in these car rides? Because us fans, we have no idea. So tell me something that uh, can can pop me. First All off, right. it's always karaoke time. Always karaoke. Always karaoke. <laughs> yeah, always. Yeah. Um, you might catch us. You know, we might rap something. We might sing a little Disney. We might sing a little Zoe One Hundred One. You yeah. never know what we're gonna get. Like we just sing everything and everything and. You got any requests? Throw it on. Yeah, that's Have some fun. Let's shuffle is a wild going. child, baby. Shuffle <laughs> is a wild child. Let me tell you. Um, but no, all right. So one story. In that it was four years ago, actually. Um, our first trip up to Canada. Uh, we rode up. We were private parties ride to C four. 
and they managed to get us on the show. We weren't even main event. We were like a whole under a whole another different name. Um, so Mark Quinn is a bit of a ball buster to say the least. Like he's always just he's just like that. He's a great human being. I love Quinn. Shout but out to Quinn. But he's a prankster. But he is a prankster. <laughs> a thousand percent prankster. So you know we were all kind of like it's like six in the morning on the side of the highway. All of us are peeing. Quinn's like the last one, and I'm like, yo, we gotta get him back. <laughs> so as he approaches the car, it's freezing by the way. It's at least thirty degrees. So I like as he gets to the door, I lock the door. No. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and we peel off. We peeled off. Yep, I peeled off. We um, like three, four times before he finally yeah. the car. We would stop, legitimately stop, and we're like, all right, all right, all right. Unlock the door, lock the door. Keep moving. <laughs> but it's only because, like, he was, he was, like, we would be in the car, and he'll be in the car, and he'll tell us, yo, leave them. Yeah, Let's all the time. Them. And we're, like, so impressionable and, and early in our career, we're like, yeah, let's leave him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, let's run. It's okay. Yeah. So we made Quinn run about like a mile at least. Yeah. yeah oh, my God. It was, like, it was like half a mile. Yeah. Holy crap. It had to be like half a mile. All right. Maybe I'm exaggerating. Half a mile. It was like half a mile. It was a while. Like It was a while. It was a while. No longer than five minutes. No, no, no. It was like 15, bro. Nah. Yeah. So, so hold on. So this wasn't just a... Okay, go. Okay, third or fourth no, we, time. We have we recorded it. We recorded it. It was hilarious. We definitely haven't recorded. Yeah, this poor this man is trying to pee in thirty degree weather, and you're just like, man, whatever. This is fun. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Looking back at it, I'm like, oh, we're so mean. But no, he doesn't. No, he's your. <laughs> he gets it coming to him, right? Goodness gracious. Yeah, we love Quinn. Yeah, I love Pride Party. Yeah. This is uh. This is so much fun, and I do want to do a another installment of this with you guys, a part two, um, just because we are Absolutely. pressed against time right here. And I, I definitely want to give the conversation more time to breathe because you guys are so much fun. Everybody who is listening to this, guys, I'm telling you right now, please support these guys. They're a lot of fun. They are hard workers. Um, it is time in the interview to do some plugging. So merchandise social media accounts, all of that good stuff. Let everybody know where they can find you, if there's pro wrestling tees, all that kind of stuff, so they can go ahead and support you guys. Um, we're more Wham, guys. Yeah. I, hear, I hear that's a rivalry. We have yeah. Wham. <laughs> we're, we also we're have Wham. a pro wrestling t-shirt. Okay. He doesn't plug the pro, he doesn't plug the pro wrestling tees. I do because <laughs> I just believe plug everything. Yeah. Right. Like, plug everything. But we have a pro wrestling tee store. The main event, if you search it, will pop up. Same thing for Wham. Um, you can follow me on Instagram and um, Twitter under Ringleader Midas and or Ring, Ringleader Midas, Ringleader underscore Midas on Instagram, Ringleader M on Twitter. Yeah, mine is Blazing underscore Lion for everything. L-Y-O-N. And we even have link trees on all of our socials. So yeah, like the nice. Will take people to, yeah, like to our YouTube page, to YouTube, Twitter, YouTube, merchandise, everything. Venmo. Instagram, everything like even we have a um, our, our one of our favorite Beyond matches against like Waving Curls, you know, just a very fun match from uh, Uncharted Territory episode two. Um, yeah, so, that's all awesome. stuff. guys. I definitely want to thank you, everyone. Yeah, thank you for listening. Thank you for caring. 
Oh, they're, trust me, I guarantee they're enjoying this a lot. You guys are really down-to-earth people, and it's fun to root for people who just are happy and positive people and who just want to go out there and do it, do their all. And however long this journey lasts, you guys have done something so many of us wish we could have done. But let's be honest and let's be real. You guys had the balls to do it. And a lot of people never have the gumption to even try. So you know what? You've already succeeded in life no matter what happens from here. But I have a feeling for the next 25 years, you guys are going to be making huge memories, putting smiles on people's faces and really changing the world of wrestling. And I'm so glad to be a part of this uh, right now. And I can't wait to get a chance to talk to you guys again because, gosh, my, my litany of questions is a mile long. But for everyone listening, uh, your good old friend, Mr. Freeland here, was having some serious technical difficulties. I was having some some Mikey Whipwreck uh, technical issues here. Um so, but we will, we will get together again, you guys, but be safe. Uh, send our love to red and, uh, can't wait to get a chance to chat with you guys again down the road. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. This is all so much fun. So, 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 so much fun. You got it. We'll talk to you guys soon. Yes, sir. All right. Wow. Man, I tell you what, this is what I love about pro wrestling. Pro wrestling allows someone like me who doesn't have an athletic bone in his body. Um, I mean, you talk to my doctor, my BMI is so high, I don't even know if I have bones at this point. But the point is, is when you meet tag teams, gosh, tag team wrestling is so hot right now. The indie scene is so hot right now. Please, please, please support the main event. Find them on social media. I'm going to plug them on my social media account as well. Follow them, hit them up with wrestling questions. I think they love fan interaction as well. And, and just let people know, hey, thanks for what you do. Because so many times we go out to these shows and, you know, we love what they do, but these people need to hear it and they deserve to hear it because they're putting their bodies out there on the line all the time. They're traveling the roads. They're doing everything to put a smile on your face. So at the end of the day, go ahead and put a buck in their pocket, buy the merchandise, support them and shout them out on social media. All right. Well, that is going to do it for this episode of Future Stars Now. This has been fun. It's been real. It's been real fun. My name is Mike Freeland for the Ritster. We'll catch you next time. The world of NLW Radio never stops.